Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 2, Episode 52. Who has that much time? Um, before we get in diving into this episode, mm-hmm. we'll stop and pause for a second. Season 2, Episode 52. Yeah. So next week, we will embark on Season 3, and that is the start of our third year of doing this podcast, which is absolutely wild to me. I know. Yeah, um, it is. So those of you that have been with us this whole ride, we thank you. If you're just joining us, we also thank you. Uh, if you've never listened to us before, you might want to sit down. We're a little wild. We get a little crazy sometimes. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, we are going to be embarking on year three, and man, that is crazy. Um. So Sarah and I were discussing earlier on uh, before we decided what we were going to talk about tonight and I had sent her a picture. Uh, I stumbled across a post of a lady, a crocheter who made a granny square and I, okay, you tell me Mm -hmm. regular worsted yarn, how much time you putting into one granny square. Like an hour, maybe. Okay. That's really great perspective. Because if you can imagine that Sarah, <clears throat> who is like a professional crocheter at this point, literally. <laughs> Don't put that out there. They won't let me into the fair if I'm considered a professional. <laughs> um, you're a professional in my eyes because, <laughs> I mean, it only takes you an hour to make a granny square. So if you could imagine, <laughs> uh, again, worsted weight. An hour. An hour for a granny square. This crocheter online crocheted a granny square out of actual sewing thread. Not like really small yarn or like actual, like literal sewing thread. So she gets this thing done, which in itself, I can't even fathom the amount of time that that took. But yeah completed uh this one little baby square was about one and a half inches by one and a half inches i i like to crochet with a purpose i don't like to crochet just to see what i can crochet (laughs) right i feel like she and i are on different different planes well (laughs) so to even take it further she then posted out to her following and said should I continue making these and make a blanket out of it? No. What? Um. Okay, they're one and a half inches by one and a half inches. So even if you're making like a small throw, how many squares are you going to need? Like, do people not work? Do people not? I don't know. I can't fathom how long one square took her, let alone what a blanket would take like literally if you need me for the next decade i'll be crocheting this thread like i nothing about that sounds desirable to me and i know to each their own you know everybody's got a thing but i don't and maybe it's because we work full-time jobs um even if i didn't though i cannot imagine being like yes for the next 10 hours i'm gonna Need a magnifying glass to look at this thread. No. And I don't know this person or I don't know them personally. Um, I wonder, too, if maybe, like, maybe she's a 
bit of a influencer, if you will. And maybe she's getting paid off of clicks or views or something. So she's she's got to put stuff out there that people are like, oh, no way. I'm going to have to keep checking back and seeing how this Granny Square blanket is coming or whatever. You know what I mean? I, okay. I mean, I don't know, but. I would say so. So, okay, I'm going to be honest. I just went back to the screen share that or the screen shot that I took uh, when we were discussing. I was wrong. This thing is not one and a half inches by one and a half inches. It is two and a half centimeters. Oh. And a half centimeters. But it makes me want to go find her and be like, hi, a couple of follow-up questions. How long <laughs> you? And I mean, I will say the picture or the screen share shot that I sent you from uh, this video at the time, she had like 52,000 people like it. Mm-hmm. So she probably is a bit of an influencer or something. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine there's some ulterior motive as to why she's doing it, besides, she just likes to crochet blankets with sewing thread. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's like I a jail like sentence. There's, yeah, there's and something. And we sentence you, Sarah, into 12 years of crocheting with sewing thread. I bet that probably is like genuinely hard on your eyes. Oh, and like your hands. I don't know. I, I have severe carpal tunnel. I've not had the surgery because I also work for a living and, well, it's just not not conducive to that. Uh, but I can only knit a couple of rows before I have to be like, okay, hang my arms back down and let me get some feeling back. I can't imagine how cramped up my fingers would be or numb. Everything would probably be trying to even finagle. Like those stitches are so tiny. Uh, side note, thinking real quick about carpal tunnel, we have a person at work who likes to call one of our friends Polly Wally dude all day oh mm-hmm. and she was what challenge to a thumb war today <laughs> which she had never heard of before but she's like I can't do a thumb war she said I have carpal tunnel I said I have a short thumb and my thumb won't reach other people's <laughs> thumbs and I thought she was gonna die <laughs> uh. God, this is why I love you because I bet nobody saw that coming. Okay, first of all, though, she is, I would I would say maybe in her 40s or 50s, would you say? Yeah, I would say, yeah, probably late 40s, early 50s. And has never heard of a thumb war? No. One, That's two, what we three, said. We're like, what? what? I declare a thumb war. Yeah, what? she was like, she's like, I used to arm wrestle. Oh my god, of I don't know. Why did I not <laughs> That doesn't surprise me at all. Of course she did. She seems like she probably won some arm wrestling matches too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It was just the most bizarre lunch conversation I've ever had. I feel that, like. that is quite bizarre. I, I'm i stunned. I don't... Listeners, if you're outside of America, that would be great to lead with. But if you're here in the United States, tell us if you've heard of a thumb war. Because maybe it's not as common as we think it is. I don't know. Um, for me, the carpal tunnel is real bad. I just feel like, honestly, I've set myself up for life for it. I was a cheerleader my entire life. I'm not a small person. I was always a base, and therefore I was always holding people on the pressure of, like, my wrists and hands, you know. I, I mean, all of high school, 
I had to like get the, you know, go to the athletic trainer and get my wrist taped up and stuff before cheer mm-hmm. because they were terribly weak. And I broke a wrist at one point when I was little. Um, oh, man. Oh, mom was really mad because they let me pick the color of my cast and I picked like Slimer green. Oh, no. <laughs> and she was like, that is absolutely not going to match a single thing that you own. Um, <laughs> actually, later in life, if you'll recall, she broke her wrist. Um, mm-hmm. she got a black cast because it would blend in with more of her shirts. But I, I was like eight and I strictly just that. wanted a neon green cast. Um, yeah, it was gross, but my wrists have always been terrible. And then I've always, I mean, I worked retail for years where you're just constantly at a register and stuff. And then mm-hmm. sizing up those hangers. Oh my gosh. Front and face, everything. <laughs> right. uh, Finger spacing. Thing- Yes. Oh my gosh, finger spacing. <laughs> I still finger space. <laughs> There's a girl, and I don't know her name. This is how you know I'm old because I I like watching videos on social media, but I never know. Like, I couldn't tell you who she is, but I've seen a hundred of her videos. But she always does videos of like her getting ready for high school, but it's like the 2000s. Oh um, yes, uh huh. I've seen that. She love her, and I don't know her name, but she posted one the other day, and it said it was like her. I don't even know at Abercrombie or Hollister or something, trying to get like scouted to work there, and it was like showing her, and and finally another employee came over and was like, "Could you stop finger spacing the hangers, please?" And I was <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, oh that's hilarious." Um, man, those were the days, though, right? Working retail early two thousands. Oh man, nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I love I loved retail. The only thing I did not like about retail was the holiday hours. Oh, I loved it. They always made the days go by so fast. Well, but I mean, like the mandatory: you will work Christmas Eve. You will also be back here at five a.m. to start marking everything down the day after Christmas. Like, I still wasn't mad about that because it was time and a half. But I worked retail like before I was married and had kids and everything. So it was like, what else was I doing with my time? Nothing. You right. know, like I was and nothing. I didn't mind it so much then either. I really love doing like the visual merchant. I worked at Pier One Imports, which I don't know if those are still around. Um, I think so. I got really excited. I saw one here when we moved, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's a Pier One Imports!" I was going there and like reminisce on all the days. And nah, got around the other side. It was totally a spirit Halloween store that had taken over an old Pier oh. One. And I was really mad. But I worked at Pier One forever, and so. Like, setting up all of the dishes and glassware and all of that stuff was my favorite. I loved it so much. All the visual merchandising and setting up the new holidays and stuff. But, man, I don't know that I could do retail in these days. Because now it's like, um, you know, you get I'm going to say it. You get a bunch of Karens. Everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that, I'm sure. Um, people are just lunatics these days. And I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that I have it in me. I think as I, th- I think I'm going to work at the yarn store when I retire. Now that I totally think it would be fine. I don't think. Well, I take it back. You did kind of have a Karen at a yarn store once. I did. I, I didn't even work there, but I, <laughs> I feel like she sure thought you well. did and was disappointed in your knowledge. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you knew what you were doing. Sorry, I know <laughs> okay. this is leather strapping and you're a crocheter, but I thought you knew about this. <laughs> oh, right. I so know weird, about. Man. 
only crocheting. That's it. Like, don't ask me about your scrapbooking or your sewing project or, and so I don't know. I don't know about it. <laughs> I don't know what to tell it's you. A no. I don't know it about your jewelry no. making or your wreath making. Like, I don't know. Oh, hilarious. But <laughs> I, I feel that though, that people think you do a craft, so you must do all crafts. You know who I blame for that? Martha Stewart. <laughs> That's who I blame. I know. I agree. I wonder if she picked up on any special crafts in prison. I know she taught crochet in prison. Yeah, that's that's pretty clever. I read uh, her. You know what she taught? What? Uh, girls how to make ponchos. Stop. Yeah. Um. So when she leaves prison, when she left prison, there's a picture of her wearing a poncho. I think it was when she was leaving prison. Um, there's a picture of her wearing a poncho. And one of the inmates who she taught how to crochet made that for her. And, you know, though, okay. Dirty look of the week. Martha Stewart's still kind of a bitch, man. Like, I she's on been you know she guess she's like a guest star in a lot of things i love the food network i watch a lot of food network if there's nothing on it is my default channel that i will turn it on like while i'm knitting or whatever and she was on a couple of episodes of chopped mm-hmm. and like she's she's just bitchy like yeah oh sarah well in my day we would have never used the blah 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 okay martha well there's like 12 items i've never heard of in this basket so yeah i heard and i don't i don't know this officially so i could have misinformation but i heard before she became like the martha stewart that we know her as she started out as a stockbroker so i wonder if like part of like her harshness (laughs) is well yes so i wonder if part of her harshness too is because like that's a very like cutthroat industry anyway that she was maybe I, I just designed that way. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it takes a special person okay. to, to kind of be a very wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I don't know person. a lot about Wall Street and, like, trading and a lot of that stuff. I mean, I got a 401k. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried for a little while to do Robin Hood where you can, like, you know, people doing stocks. Yeah, that was all cool until somebody in Australia hacked my Robin Hood account. Oh, man. Yep. Luckily, there was all of, like, $12 there, but <laughs> nonetheless, I was like, nope, you're not safe. Close it down. Yeah. Well, I understand. What is the deal? Like, they show the stock market and all these people like, standing around and throwing papers on the floor and, like, no one's actually trading paper stocks and bonds in this day and age, I would imagine. So is that all just for show or? Well, I don't know. We need to look that, look into that too. Cause I don't know. Cause I see them on phones all the time. And I wonder if like they're there maybe as like a representation of that company. Kind of like and... an auction where somebody's bidding for you or. Yeah, maybe know. because I mean, it's just, it's ever evolving all day. I mean, what's it open for like, from like 9 30 to 4 or something every day so i just wonder like if you know the people who are trading big dollars you know are have like a representative there who's watching the stock market as it as it goes and is making these trades like because i mean in a matter of minutes for some of these big stocks you can lose 
couple hundred dollars a stock, depending on how expensive they are, I guess. We won't even get into all the crypto nonsense these days. I I won't even touch that. Um, I'm not even touching that. It's a no for me also. And it's yeah. funny because both of my kids love calling a dog a doge instead. So like when dogecoin became a thing, they're like, look, it's a real word. We told you it was a real word. Oh. And like they kept wanting to... My kids thoroughly enjoy mispronouncing words. I don't know. Maybe it's just a my kid thing, but straight up they would rather say like i'm trying to even think of a, a terrible example here um could i get the doge some doge foede and then i would have to be like okay can i get the dog some dog food yes get the dog some dog food but i mean they just mispronounce everything gatlin has mispronounced the word chicago for so long that he Cannot pronounce it correctly now. He calls it Chicago. Chicago with a chest sound? Is that what you said? Yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, do you see that Chicago mayor was on the news again? Like, that's... And I'm like, dude, I... It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Or... Man, I'm just trying to think of some other... Uh, you've got a bunch of... Ter- I say the words, pronounce it correctly. No less than 50 times a day in my house. Um, we used to make fun of my mom all the time because she like drags out a sounds and she used to get really mad when we were kids because we'd make fun of her for it but like candy she would pronounce it candy sandwich sandwich like why are you talking like oh, <laughs> like, we'd be like what are you doing i feel like i talk like that candy sandwich but it's, but it's like candy or sandwich but it's like there's like a like a invisible why when, Y. <laughs> when we were kids we used to make fun of and i'm really sorry if you're listening grandma we love you but when we were younger um my grandma used to put like the emphasis on the wrong part of the word oh uh like big lots big lots she'd be like big lots <laughs> like, oh was, that's cute <laughs> like just the emphasis was on like a totally okay like, always throw us for a loop and as kids we always thought it was the funniest thing like why does she say it like that but um just all you know i don't know bob evans would be like we're gonna go to bob evans like evans was the key part of the word uh like there's an umlaut somewhere yeah i don't know it's very, it was very strange but as a kid i can distinctly remember uh tip and i always laughing about it because it was just like why why is she saying that like that? I don't know. Um, Jeff has a couple things that he mispronounces that kills me. Um, for example, the word ruined. Mm-hmm. Ruined. I feel like we're on a spelling bee here. Could you use it in a sentence? Um, he takes that word and turns it into like almost as if it were spelled R-U-N-T, like runt. <laughs> Now you done went and runt the supper. Like, I, I don't know what happens. Um, but another pet peeve of mine. I'm whispering so he doesn't hear me. He said it tonight again. Uh, nip it in the bud. As in a flower bud that you are nipping. You're not nipping anybody in the butt. Right. So he he says nip it in the butt. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Seven, As but, in oh. two keys. Yep. Okay. We're having an issue with school. We're going to nip that in the butt. And I'm like, oh, please, please stop saying that. Please. It's a bud, like a rose bud. You're nipping the bud. Nipping it yeah. in the bud. 
Um, we've been having some issues with a kid at Remy's school and started out nicely emailing the teacher some concerns that was dealt with and I love her teacher so I'm not knocking her teacher by any means teachers have really hard jobs these days uh yeah hard jobs so nonetheless she did what she could whatever issues continue we had a sit-down meeting with the teacher last week and the issues continue so today I called to talk to the principal and request a sit-down meeting um I will say this school is really reactive and I appreciate that but more importantly I feel like they care about their kids because after we're done with this conversation the first thing that the administrator like the you know receptionist or whatever says is oh my gosh please give her a hug I'm so sorry she's dealing with all of that and I thought man you're probably a mom like thank you thank you for that uh but yeah he told them we're gonna nip it in the butt and I'm like oh nothing Nothing says we're from Ohio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's terrible. Terrible. Um, what is the most time-consuming project you have taken on? Speaking of our micro-crochet granny squares. I would say... Hmm. Time-consuming. Well... Gosh, I'm. I would say probably that blanket that I made that was the queen size blanket, and only because of how big it was, it was inappropriate. So I'm not going to describe it too much. Was that on here? Queen size? For some reason, I thought that was like yeah. a king or a California king. It just, it just. Well, it, up- pro- it probably could have been. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a king size bed to to put it on to see but yeah i mean it definitely had quite a bit of overhang i guess it was just big that queen. thing turned out to be a yeah, huge yeah um do you still have it is it still I on do. the market if anybody is looking for a super fantastic and appropriate blanket message us we've, we've got you covered yeah um, <laughs> yeah it's dreamy and i love the pattern i was gonna guess okay i'm guessing on your projects but i was gonna guess that one or your uh filet dragony type that that one wasn't so much time consuming because it only took like a couple weeks to do it was just more tedious than anything i feel like that with this poncho i'm making i love this yarn um let me tell you nope because it's over there um it is uh, a lion brand cake it's a sequin yarn cake um, it is like a slim down from, it's not worsted weight with, I don't know what the next one down is, sport weight or DK, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. it's like a shade bigger than that, but just under worsted. So it's a little, a little bit tiny for me because we all know that I love jumbo yarn. So I'm struggling because I will work, you know, like, cool, just got 10 rows done. Sweet. I'm like, wow, that didn't even add another inch to the poncho like i feel like yeah. i've put myself under the gun a bit i really want to get it done before i've got work meetings uh in february uh but i found out today uh traveling at the end of february traveling the first week of march as well so nothing else i think your idea was good maybe aim for march instead yeah um, and i just want to unpack your bags either <laughs> no it's ridiculous because i'm going to be gone for a week home for a week gone for a week yeah 
Um, but then after that, I shouldn't have any more travel, hopefully the rest of this year, because we don't normally travel that much, but it just happened to be, uh, like we have a once a year, you know, meeting normally, but they, they slid in a training on the backside of that a little bit unexpectedly, um, which is okay. I kind of hope though, that I'm not in the mood to fly and get stuck at an airport for like six hours. Last year when I flew for meetings, we had an incident with the TSA at the Charlotte airport. It was horrid. And I'm just not really looking for round two with anyone. Yeah. Um, and a good thing too, you're just getting them all done at once. Uh, I think so too. And I mean, it's not going to be bad. I hope that when I'm in Ohio, we don't have like a blizzard or anything weird. Cause I'm also not in the mood for that. Like I kid you not, I have worn a coat one time this winter so far. And it was Christmas weekend because it actually got here with the wind chill down to like negative nine and everybody was freaking out. The people here were literally like, I mean, the regular temperature was maybe like five degrees, but then with the wind chill, it was like negative nine. But I kid you not, people were posting in a lot of the groups I'm in, like, if you've never been able to experience cold like this, we can help you get your house prepared. I'm like, folks, it's one day. It's one day of cold weather. Right. We're, we're all going to survive this. I promise. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, they're, they're very used to the warm weather here and nobody could handle that. Uh, but I got, I did get my coat out then and I've not had it out since. And I kind of refuse. Yeah. It would have been a lot nicer if they would have let you come in like may or sometime you know when the trees are budding and flowers are coming out it's like a nice 75 um i'm coming now and the restaurant over there is finished that sounds pretty ridiculous of me to be like sweet glad i'm coming with that restaurant being finished up but yeah i am looking forward to that because when we had it last it was really delicious it is um have you guys been recently uh no no. Not since we went on the night of election night. I know that because we went and voted and then went and got oh, dinner. Okay. So that's the last time that we went. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Going to be interesting. I would really like to get this poncho done, though, because one, it's very work themed in color. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I just I just want to be able to wear something and somebody be like, oh, I like your work themed poncho. And then me be like, what? This thing? I made it. <laughs> this old thing? What? <laughs> um, but if anybody's looking for some fun yarn to use, they've got that sequin yarn in all kinds of colors. And what I thoroughly enjoy is it's not like one of those decorative yarns where like, like the scrubby yarn where they're like hard to work with. You don't yeah. even notice that the sequins are there and they're very dainty and they're only like sporadically every few feet. So it's not like every stitch has sequins. Um, but the little bit that I've gotten done so far, I'm I'm really digging it. I'm almost out of my first color. That's how I try to block myself off. I really like the self-striping cakes because then I like challenge myself like, okay, just just get to where it's changing the color and then you can stop get through the gray, make mm-hmm. it turn white. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a very yeah. good stopping point or motivator to try to make it to the new color. But I really like those thick and quick cakes, and this is not not thick nor quick. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if not a poncho, do you have enough 
time to make a scarf because, I mean, it's still going to be scarf weather here. Yeah, but I'm just not a scarf person. I mean, honestly, I'm probably not a poncho person either, but I'm just, I'm a hot person. That's the problem. Um, And scarves just aren't, I don't know. Like, okay, for me, infinity scarves, I feel like, and I don't even have big boobs, but I feel like they just sit like right there on my chest in my face to where I'm like, like fighting to get around it and breathe. Um... But I'm also really weird. I can't do turtlenecks. I can't do any kind of high neck sweater or even some t-shirts. I have to cut like, like it's 1987 and I'm going to cut my own t-shirt up. But um, I will have to cut like a, a triangle down out of the neckline so I can breathe because I feel like everything is choking me. Maybe I was strangled in a past life. I don't know. Um, so I'm weird about, I don't know, scarves are weird for me. Maybe if it was like a long, thin scarf that I wouldn't have to like wrap around a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I have like, I don't know, four or five skeins of this stuff. So, I mean, I should have plenty, but uh, I just don't know. I don't know. I was getting a little overzealous and being like, man, if you get this poncho, you can probably make some matching boot cuffs no Brittany. like just get the poncho done stop looking at boot cuff patterns already or start with the boot cuffs first in case you don't get the poncho done and then you can at least have some cute boot cuffs to wear this is this is why you're my person i you know i'm problem i'm problem solving all day i like it <laughs> what <I'm doing. laughs> the kind of support i need in my life here's me don't get the boot cuffs Brittany. quit looking at patterns get the poncho done and here's you like well why couldn't you just do the boot cuffs first like literally <laughs> if you don't have a person like this in your life you need one. No matter what. You know? Then you you at least have something, you know, to take. Something's better than nothing. I agree. Well, okay. Worst case scenario, I will absolutely break out the uh man, who it's not the Undertaker. It's definitely not the Undertaker. Who does he always say I am? The ultimate warrior. Um, <laughs> if nothing else, I will break out the ultimate warrior pocket scarf shawl situation yeah. and wear it. Um I'm really gonna try hard on this poncho. Like I don't, I don't have a lot going on. I don't think this weekend. Um, and so I'm really gonna try to like force myself to just work on it all day Saturday. Um, and Sunday try to try to knock it out. How's your temperature blanket coming? Good. I got to do tonight's row still, but other than that, good. I am a few days behind because I've been working on the poncho, but um, but I'm okay with it. I'm not. You know, nothing crazy, but I, I'm still really digging my colors. Good. Um, every time I look at it, I'm like, man, these are so much better colors than last round. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like it's really crucial to helping want to stick with the project to actually enjoy the yarn that you're using. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I like that I did not bite off more than I could chew this year. I am appreciative of that. Yes. I have another dirty look to issue. I forgot oh, about okay. it until now. We're just Do we have the first tonight. dirty look? Um we did. Oh. I got I'm gonna have to think back now. Was it Martha Stewart maybe or maybe okay. somewhere around that, that makes that sense? Time frame. Um <laughs> wait, another who else I are we mad it, at? I heard it on the news this week that a supposed study has happened and they are comparing cake at the office 
to secondhand smoke. What? Literally, this report said that people bring cake into the office for everybody's birthday, anniversary, whatever, you name it. And that it is essentially just as bad as secondhand smoke. And that, I don't know, apparently all adults have lost any ounce of willpower that maybe they would have had to say no to that slice of cake. But this study basically tries to compare bringing cake into the workplace for a celebration as in I'm smoking a pack of cigarettes at my desk and making you all breathe it in. And they were like debating it and saying like, oh, well, you know, people obviously have a choice whether or not to eat the cake. And they're like, yeah, well, back in the day when you could smoke in bars and clubs and stuff, people were saying, well, too bad about your secondhand smoke because you're choosing to go to a club that you know there's going to be smoke in. Um, I agree with that. Um, so it's double-sided. Number one, where are these off? Everyone is getting cake on their birthdays and anniversaries and things. Okay. I would like to be a part of this office. Yes. Um, and not and not that we don't do fun stuff like in our office when it's like celebrations and that kind of stuff, but like not to the point where I feel like my health is being jeopardized. Oh my gosh. But can we just really quickly say cake that we have a coworker who on her fiftieth birthday, her daughter brought her in a cake. And her daughter is quite the prankster. Um, I'm gonna get ready to open a bottle of pop here so you might hear like a Oh, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be like a crazy uh, air brakes sound here. But oh. um, her daughter's quite the prankster. So she gets this birthday cake from Walmart. And instead of having them write like, happy birthday, mom, or something, she has them write, find the toenail. Oh, nope. <laughs> nope. And the cake. And... I'm going to be honest. I've never thought of something. I thought it was pretty freaking creative of her, but also was like, oh man, that's wow. You really did it. Huh? You really, you really went there. No, I had no shame. I didn't find a toenail. Uh, I definitely <laughs> ate a piece of cake. So I feel like I'm second guessing this. So I'm going right. to, was that frosting? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Cause now that it's in your head. I don't know. She said that they didn't want to write it on the cake and that she had to explain, like, no, 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 it's my mom and I'm going to go surprise her and it's going to be funny and whatever, but find the toenail. Maybe they that's were probably how they like cake in the workplace. Yes. Well, and they were probably nervous, too, because they're like, what if they put this on Facebook or something and tag us in it as if, like, we did this? Like, we <laughs> put this on the cake. Oh, man, I just was like, Man, you're pretty twisted. Who even thinks of that kind of stuff? You know, right? I mean? Yeah, but not me. Not me either. But yeah, cake in the workplace is now being compared to secondhand smoke. I'll tell you the worst place ever for secondhand smoke back in the day, which I'm pretty sure in Indiana you can still smoke indoors in some places and restaurants. Yeah, I think there's hotels. some states where you can. Yeah. Um, I know in Ohio at most of the casinos, they have like a separate part of the casino for smoking. Um, but it's always so crazy because you walk in there and it's like you've walked into the twilight zone because everybody ever is in this very, it's like bingo. The bingo halls used to be the worst, the mm -hmm. worst, um, used to go play some bingo with an ex's mom years and years ago. And it was always the worst because you would come out of there and like my bag, my clothes, my hair, like everything 
was disgusting. I mean, those people at bingo would be like with their oxygen tanks, literally bingoing and smoking it up. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm not a smoker, but I don't have any problem with anybody that is. And like, I know it sounds very weird but like the smell of cigarette smoke is comforting to me both of my parents have always smoked my grandpa was a heavy smoker and like it's funny because sometimes I feel like I can smell my grandpa in my car because every once in a while I'll get like a smell of cigarette smoke and coffee and that's what he always smelled like because he was always drinking coffee and smoking it's not weird to me at all I also grew up I'm sure a lot of people our age did with parents that smoked because Mm -hmm. nobody knew any better really back then I feel like um and I mean my mom smoked Salem's my dad smoked Winston's and from the age of like five on I was getting them from the grocery or from the general store for them you know hey my mom sent me in with this post-dated check to get these cigarettes and you know back then it was like all right honey tell her we said hi here you go yeah yeah my Um, first job was working in a restaurant and you could still smoke in restaurants back then and i remember you know having to empty the ashtrays at the end of the night and stuff and like i don't i don't know like i was never the thing is the craziest to me because like Jeff and I were talking about this not long ago, actually, to where he's like, you know, he used to be a, a pretty heavy smoker, but he's like, yeah, you know, me and Nan and Pap and Jenny and whoever would all go and go to the steakhouse, say, he's like, they're all still eating. And here I am just like lighting it up at the table. And like that's so crazy to think about now because it's just not been that way for so long in so many places, mm-hmm. but it's just crazy to think about that's how it used to be everywhere like i remember walking into restaurants and then being like smoking or not what side do you want to be seated on well back in the 70s i mean i'm sure we have a lot of listeners who can remember back then who that used to be able to smoke in offices and stuff shoot the teachers used to have like a smoking lounge at the school yeah um i caught a second grade teacher smoking at my elementary school one time in the teeny tiny little bathroom like you know how the little elementary bathrooms were sometimes mm-hmm. where the yeah. class had like its own bathroom yeah yep straight up busted her smoking in the bathroom mrs straight <laughs> um and then she yelled at us as if we did something bad by catching her smoking in the bathroom <laughs> um it's crazy because i just i can see her face and the look of shock on her face when we caught her and we weren't trying to like we just walking in there we didn't know she was in there hot box with a cigarette but surprise she yeah. was well um, now everybody's vaping and stuff these days and you know i mean i'm not a doctor by any means but i feel like if you were to say do you want to smoke this tobacco leaf that people have been smoking for hundreds and hundreds of years or do you want us to throw some chemicals in a bottle and you could just inhale them into your lungs without any idea what that's going to do in the next 10 20 50 years i don't know how many people i don't know how they got so many people to jump on that vaping bandwagon because well yeah and i think if it was I think if it was just tobacco that was in the cigarettes <laughs> these days, then that, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But they put all kinds of stuff in those now, too, to where I'm like, ugh, I don't know. I know. They do. Mom was a hardcore smoker, even lung cancer. That wasn't going to stop her. And honestly, by that point, like, that that we knew there was no coming back. I don't know. I'd get her cigarettes when she asked for them. Like, you're already dying. So what? I mean... You want a cigarette? Go for it. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, we laughed because after she passed, going through a lot of her things, man, 
she's really hiding hiding the smoking habit she may or may not have i guess told some folks perhaps that she had quit and in my best maury povich voice the lie detector test determined that was a lie um i mean like just ridiculous we would find cigarette butts like rolled up in a tissue and stuffed in a purse or um well shoot i think there's still a whole pack of cigarettes i've got that was in one of her purses unopened and i've just never it's just been in her jewelry box since and i mean it's a four-year-old pack of cigarettes so i think i'm good on that um, Could you imagine someone's purse catching on fire by accident because they rolled up a cigarette butt like in a tissue and then put it in their purse? Well, and it's funny because I could imagine it. So when we were kids, we had we always had like a Fourth of July party and a Memorial Day, whatever. Uh, Fourth of July party one year, everybody had left. You know, one two o'clock in the morning, and my family was always like big card players. Mm-hmm. Like they were always playing euchre or Shanghai or whatever. Um, well, everybody left after playing cards and hanging out and whatever. Well, like everybody, mom went around, everybody was cleaning up the trash and dumping the ashtrays and somebody dumped an ashtray in our kitchen trash can and everybody went to bed. And then that thing smoldered for hours and hours until our dog woke us up because our whole kitchen was on fire. Oh no. Yep. So we had like... Um, instead of a Harry Potter closet, like, on the side under the stairs, we had a closet in the kitchen that was, like, the underneath of the stairs, but from, like, not the side, like, from the other side. One side, you'd walk up the steps. The exact 180 of that was where the closet was in the kitchen. And we had coats hanging in there. The trash can was in there. You know, broom, mop, whatever. Stupid stuff. Yeah. Um, yep, that whole thing was ablaze. And this little dog we had, and his name was Major. He was just a mutt, but he woke everybody up in our house. Oh, I know. We're talking about dogs. Um, <laughs> Something else. I know. I love it. But he oh. woke woke everybody up for this fire, and it was it was from that a, a smoldering cigarette that had just. I mean, we got really lucky. Like it didn't do any structural damage, and uh dad was able to put it out if he would have really thought about it like if he would have just walked out the back door there was literally a hose hooked up to the faucet right there but he didn't so he instead grabbed like a pan of chicken and noodles that had been in the sink or on the stove and just started filling it with water and throwing like water (laughs) and chicken and noodles on it um to put it out that's how you know it's like panic mode because Yeah. I mean, had any shade of thought gone into it, he would have like rationally been like, oh, there's a fire, there's a not a fire hose, but a water hose right outside the door here, probably 10 feet from the fire. But instead, he grabbed that pan and just started waylaying water and noodles everywhere. But it's yeah. crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, all over a little, little cigarette. Um, so I don't know. I hate seeing, even now, still, I hate when people like throw their cigarette butts and stuff away. I'm like, oh, did you want to dip that in that puddle first just to make sure? Or no, you, no you're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Irrational fears here. So are you torturing my baby? What's happening back there? No, she's, she wants the cat. And uh, the cat. You can blame her. Is. I, I don't know what her obsession is with Penny, but whenever Penny is like, you know, minding her business. She likes to just sit there and whine at her until Penny gives her attention. Aww. And I just, I just don't understand it. Like, I've never seen a dog need attention from a cat so bad in my life. Um, quite the opposite here. Liza tolerates Jinxie, but she's not really a fan. Johnny loves Liza. Liza despises him. 
And I'm not sure why he's never done anything to her, but like she'll be laying on the bed and he'll jump up on the bed and like just want to like nuzzle her and lay down beside her. And she's like <clears throat> with like vicious dog fangs hanging out. Um we get woken up a couple of times a night because God forbid the cats make a move while she's asleep. Um <sighs> it's it's ridiculous. She sleeps under a blanket. And the cats don't know she's there. So they just go walking across what they think is a blanket and then walk right across her. And so, she's not happy. No, it's like three in the morning and you'll be dead asleep. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, all crazy. Um, but he literally doesn't ever give up. He just wants to be her friend. She could maul his face off and he's coming back to like rub his head on her. Oh, um, and I know I'm always like, why is it? He just wants to be your friend. Lay by you, but nope, not having it. Um, I don't know. Animals are weird, but uh Um, the oldest dog on record now is a dog here in Ohio, and I almost sent this to you. It's a Chihuahua mix. And do you want to guess how old this dog is? Oh gosh, I'm not sure I do. 20. A little older. No. Yep. 22. A little older. Oh my gosh, why? A little bit. Oh. 23 years and 7 months. What? I know. That's that's insane. That's I think that that dog should be put on like a bag of pet food or something like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, the longevity like a, man. Yeah, I mean I I feel like we need to know more about this dog. Like what is what are they feeding that dog? Uh, I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw the dog sitting like next to his little certificate that he got from the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh my gosh, I was like, that's oh, hilarious. That's cute. 23 years old. Yeah. It makes me think of, so we watch a lot of King of Queens because it's one of Jeff's favorite shows and they air reruns all the time. But I don't know if you've ever seen the episode where uh, Doug has a golden retriever that he's had since he was a kid. Its name is Rocky. Um, except for in the episode, Doug's like in his forties and he still thinks it's his childhood. Yes, dog. I have seen that one. Um, it's my favorite. And he's like, So you mean to tell me this is really Rocky too? Yeah. And the mom's like, actually it's Rocky Four. And he's like, What? You know, but <laughs> yeah. um it, that's what it makes me think of because Carrie was just like, So you really mean to think that you thought this dog was still the same dog? But I mean, I don't know if it was a Chihuahua, maybe. Yeah. Um, Eric's mom, she had a, uh, Chihuahua that lived to be like 15 or 16, I think. And it passed away like right before Eric and I got together. And Eric's like, that was about the most pitiful looking dog <laughs> by the time she got so old. He's like, she couldn't see, couldn't hear. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, Jeff's mom has a dog named Festus that is like that. He can't see, he can't hear. And I startle him all the time, and I don't mean to, but, like, he'll be standing, like, directly in front of the stove, and I'll be like, all right, buddy, let's go. So then you're, like, yelling, all right, buddy, let's go, you know, mm -hmm. nothing, just laying there. So, like, I'll gently, like, reach down, and he about mauls you because it scares him. Yeah. Um, but, man, I don't, yeah, he's, it's crazy. When, when she was here, he made his way to our bedroom and got up in our bed, but then wouldn't get out of our bed. And he was like laying on top of Liza because again, she sleeps under a blanket. So nobody knows she's there. So Liza's growling and he's growling and Sally's trying to get in, but he's deaf and blind. So it was, it was like a 30 minute fiasco of just trying to get him off of this bed and out of this room. But 
he's a good boy. He's he's just getting old. And I don't know. Liza's, uh, she'll be 10 in March. Yeah. So, shoot. She may have another 13 years or so in her. I don't know. I, ooh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Keep us just, posted. <laughs> well, for sure. Keep us uh, updated. Tune into our shenanigans. Uh, we start season three next week so we would love some feedback from you guys what you want to hear more of or what you want to hear less of we'll we'll take that too um or if you just you just want to come every week and find out if my dog's still alive join us we'll be here um you can find us all of our social media is the same instagram facebook tiktok everything is at needles hooks do um or you can email us it is spelled all the way out needles hooks and dirty looks at gmail.com or you can find our super fun temperature group. Even if you're not making temperature project, you should join us there. We're a fun crowd. Uh, Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast here, Long Stitchathon. Um, find us anywhere or find us here for season three next week. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for sticking it out. Two years is a long time. We are ready to start year number three. Yeah. Bye. Bye.